Welcome to the Line Life podcast, produced by Transmission and Distribution World and Utility Products. We're bringing you stories of the grit, courage, and inspirational teamwork that it takes to be a line worker. Today's story features Portland General Electric's largest mobilization effort of 400 crews when nearly half of their customers lost power during a winter blast. Winter storm Yuri plunged the nation into a deep freeze. Temperatures dipped below zero as snow blanketed the roads and ice coated tree limbs and power lines. In the aftermath of the storm, electric utilities experienced its impact from coast to coast. During a five-day stretch from February 12th to the 16th, some states faced record low temperatures, heavy snowfall, and ice accumulation. In Oregon, ice was an inch thick or more in some areas. Ohio reported 14 inches from a two-day snowfall, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, had two to four foot snowdrifts, according to the Weather Channel. Nearly 80% of the state of Texas was blanketed by snow, and some cities reported the lowest temperatures in decades. In the first part of our storm series, we'll highlight restoration efforts in Oregon and Portland General Electric service territory, where temperatures dropped to the lower 20s, with some areas experiencing sub-zero wind chills. Ice accumulations peaked at an inch and a half near Oregon City, Oregon, and up to a foot of snow fell across northern, central, and eastern Portland, with nearly three feet of snow over parts of the Mount Hood corridor. Nearly half of Portland General Electric's customer base, about 421,000, lost power at some point due to the February storms. More than 100,000 of that number experienced multiple outages. In fact, some customers experienced up to six power outages as a result of the winter storm. At the peak of the recovery effort, PGE had more than 400 crews actively working on restoration, including line, tree crews, and wire down crews, making for the largest mobilization in the utility's history. Over the course of the restoration effort, PGE's line crews restored 750,000 customer outages. In addition to PGE's linemen, mutual aid crews joined the restoration effort from elsewhere in Oregon, as well as Washington, Montana, California, Nevada, and British Columbia. To coordinate the crews, PGE used My World Viewer software, which allowed the utility to better dispatch, prioritize, and better inform crews of the work and share information. Any large outage event requires a prioritization plan, and for PGE, the first step is knowing what they're up against. The utility relies upon a team of employees to provide initial damage assessment, and in this storm, that required eight times more employees than a normal large outage. Once the prioritization plan was in place, the utility worked the plan. At a high level, the plan starts with generation to transmission to substations and distribution and ends at the community EMS facilities and the customers' businesses and homes. Overall, PGE's system experienced roughly 10 times more damage than in its recent 2020 Labor Day wind and wildfire event. ICE added as much as 1,000 pounds of extra weight to each span of wire in some areas, pole to pole. This was a historic weather event and introduced new variables that challenged our system, says Steve Corson, PGE spokesperson. In this storm, the weight of the ice on our lines, especially when coupled with the weight of the ice on the falling trees and the branches, damaged the lines, and also broke or ripped out many of our poles. The ice also impacted trees, often bending them in ways that threatened our equipment. Because crew and customer safety are the number one priority for PGE, this set of storms presented challenges to the crews in even safely accessing the damaged areas to begin repairs. Due to extremely dangerous conditions as a result of falling trees and limbs, 
PGE was unable to safely send crews to the hardest hit areas for the first 48 hours. The utility experienced three straight days of hazardous conditions as a result of the vegetation damage, slowing its ability to make progress. In any ice event, employees are required to wear shoe chains and spikes to safely stay upright. Every piece of equipment and rolling stock needs their own set of chains and traction devices. The ice affects every part of getting work done, Corson said. From the first step to the last, ice makes electrical work extremely dangerous and requires exceptional focus on every detail, every minute. In this storm, we couldn't enter certain areas due to falling trees, limbs, or ice. And because we had three storms in a row, this was a big factor in what areas we could safely work. After focusing its time and energy on restoring power for its customers, the utility is now beginning to evaluate what, if anything, it should do differently to continue working towards the over-optimal system. It's always a balance of increasing sometimes competing resiliency needs while also keeping costs affordable for our customers, Corson says. For instance, if you put up tree wire, special heavily insulated wire, that helps with wildfire prevention, but it's less resilient in an ice storm because it's much heavier. The utility typically trims its trees on a three-year cycle, but with warming temperatures, PGE is seeing indications that a two-year cycle may be imminent. PGE has also doubled the amount spent on tree trimming and vegetation management since 2017 to 26 million in 2020. PGE is also working closely with cities and municipalities on helping to educate customers about planting the right tree types under or near the power lines to help get ahead for the future. As part of its wildfire prevention efforts, PGE has expanded its vegetation management program to trim and remove more trees and shrubs that are overgrown, dead, dying, or showing growth defects that can impact overhead power lines. PGE manages more than 2 million trees along the 12,000 miles of overhead power lines. Through these proactive efforts, PGE will be ready for whatever severe winter weather roars into its service territory in the years ahead. This episode of the Line Life podcast was written by Amy Fishbach. It was recorded and produced by Danielle Blanchett. Please follow the show to be updated when new episodes are released and leave a review for us on Apple Podcast. Head to the show description to see where you can find us on social media.